Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts your life. My name is T.J. Jackson, and with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. What's up, T? What is going on, man? How are you? Good. Good. Doing well. Very, very, very good. Today's date is November 15th, 2023, and we have a special show lined up for you. But before we get to that, we have to do a little bit of a disclaimer, and that is that we are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our life. We like to think we have learned from it. And what we like to do here is we like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you get through whatever it is you are going through. Saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Please do not just rely on us. Um, Very, very important. A couple of things I also want to mention that if this is your first time either watching or listening to the Power Love Show, we want to remind you to check out our website, www.ddjf.org, all letters, ddjf.org, and check out what the foundation is up to. Uh, you can learn more about us if this is your very, very first time knowing about the D.D. Jackson Foundation. But the website, the ddjf.org, is your one-stop shop to start your journey in um, for our foundation. Uh, What else can I say, Taj, before we get going with our show? I I know we're going to talk a bit about what's been going on in our week, but is there anything else I should be adding on before we even get to there? Not that I know of. No. Okay. Hey, not that I know of. Okay. So, Taj, talk to me. What was your week? How was your week? Anything exciting? Anything new going on in Taj Jackson's world? It's raining. Which is interesting. <laughs> um, Why is it interesting, Taj? What what makes it interesting? It, it doesn't rain often in in Southern California, LA, yeah. to be specific. And do you not like the rain? I know you like it a lot in that I way. Do. I I don't mind it. Um, it's nice when it comes in. It was raining pretty hard at one point in that way, and I just wasn't prepared. I didn't bring an umbrella or anything, and I was picking up Taylor from school, so we we got soaked. But it was something to laugh about. In, in general, but yeah, um, I I don't mind the rain. It's just people don't know really how to drive in the rain, and you yeah. know, so it kind of backs up everything. But I mean, I think that and really quickly, I I got to see Grandma and some of my cousins. Oh, cool! Um, on Sunday, I think it was, and you know, seeing family is always incredible. Yeah. So in that way, that yeah. was that was probably the highlight of my of my week. That is so cool. Oh, I loved it. I almost forgot to my my sounds like an afterthought. My wife's birthday. We celebrated that. Nice. <laughs> and, and my definitely sister, not an afterthought. Yeah. I I forgot that I had to look at the at the date and go, oh my gosh, that was last week too. Yeah. Did you guys do anything fun? We all went to, and I'm gonna butcher the name, Foca de Chao or something. It's that Brazilian steakhouse or uh we Very went cool. there and um and celebrated it there. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so was, yeah. I'm trying to think what I did. I don't feel like there was anything exciting going on in my world. Um, yeah, I, I, I have nothing exciting to share. 
except yeah. that I've been running around trying to catch up and, um, yeah, that, you know, get organized. It, yeah. it always happens to me at the end of the year, I try to, you know, reorganize and reassess and, and replan how I want to attack the new year. So I've been in that little bit of a kick. I got to get more reading done. I started my health transformation. I've lost weight, but have gaining some back. So I'm, I'm trying to keep control of that. I see you're on still doing your thing, Taj. I'm proud of you, man. Thank slowly, you. slowly dropping and probably yeah. feeling way better. So good for you. Um, I am. But yeah. Better. Do you make res- it, you start making res- your resolutions now, though? Are you? I do. I start planning for the new year now. Okay. Yeah. I do. I started a couple of years ago and it's just, I mean, yoga was one of my big things I wanted to add in, in 2023. And I, I planned that right around now. And I, you know, I did all my research on where I wanted to go and, and how often I want to do it. I made a, a weekly plan and, and that's what I've been slowly trying to do for next year as well. And it, it's just easier for me to do it in advance like that. So, nice. yeah. Um, all right. Well, Todd, I don't think there's much more to say uh besides you know i mean next week we, we'll have thanksgiving the day after so we have something to say about that but i think we should just get right into our our show if that's okay with you man i'm excited let's do it all right so on today's episode of the power of love show we welcome a very special guest her name is amy joy taylor she's based in charlotte north carolina uh amy is a highly regarded educator in the field of grief massage Drawing from her own personal experience with grief, she developed a unique approach and training program that centers around the transformative power of safe and gentle touch. Having gone through the sudden and traumatic loss of two family members in her 20s, Amy carries a profound understanding of grief. In her early 40s now, she feels deeply honored to have touched the lives of many individuals through her work in grief massage. Her contributions have been recognized with Grief Massage Community Service Grants from the Massage Therapy Foundation. Amy has also published an insightful article on Grief Massage in Massage and Body Work magazine. Through her organization, the Institute for Grief Massage, Inc., she has had the privilege of training grief massage practitioners from the United States, Canada, Australia, and France. Aside from her expertise in grief massage, Amy holds a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. She has gained valuable experience as a grief counseling intern at a hospice organization, further enhancing her ability to support individuals through their grief journeys. Amy is happily married, and her days are filled with a delightful excitement and unbridled joy brought by her young toddler. Um, so I love all this here today to share a bit about her work with the Institute of Grief Massage. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Amy Joy Taylor. Amy! I am so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't butcher any names or anything in the intro, did I? I always like to start with that to clarify anything I may have messed up. No, no, that was it was it was surreal to hear all of that because reflecting on my grief journey, um, you know, the the person I was when I had my very first loss almost 19 years ago. I wouldn't have believed that I would be here um, on this 
side of the experience. So thank you. Well, th thank you for joining us. I, I've never, I've heard a massage. I, mm -hmm. I enjoy having a massage. It always helps with tension, um, makes me feel brand new. And, um, you know, especially if I'm playing a lot of sports, uh, massages are always something that always makes me walk better. <laughs> yes. uh, pretty much immediate, all that good stuff. But I've never heard of grief massage. And I think that is such a cool, cool thing. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about that. Uh, to start, my first question is, I'm, I'm always curious to know what life experiences served as like the driving force behind the creation of the Institute of Grief Massage. Yes, thank you for asking. Um, well, it's been almost exactly 19 years since the last time I spent time with my brother Chris here in the in the physical realm. I still feel very connected to him. Um, and I feel like he is spiritually supporting this work and supporting me. Um, but I saw him when he came home for Thanksgiving in 2005. We had a wonderful time together. And then two weeks later, he um, had a horrific car accident that took his life and took the life of his passenger. Mm. And at the time, I was only 24 years old. So having an experience like that at such a young age, um, it's really like an existential identity changing experience. At least it was for me. Mm -hmm. um, and we were only a few years apart. He was 20. Um, so I was very lost and I was watching my parents go through um, an experience that they didn't know how to handle either. And we did not, did not have a lot of, of support. So um, I really had to lean into um, whatever I could find, <laughs> really. Um, I remember one experience where I went to a bookstore and that felt like a safe place to me. They had, you know, books about grief and dim lighting. It was a relaxing atmosphere. And I just wanted to stay at that bookstore all day because it was so hard to find a safe place. Yeah. You know, um, our culture, you know, here in North America moves so fast. And, um, you know, we can feel like we need to put on a brave face and mm -hmm. act like we're doing okay to be productive. Um, so I was dealing with that at the same time I felt really still connected to him and I felt led to um, not give up on myself and not give up on the goals that I had right before his accident, which my main goal had been going to massage school. So I decided to go ahead and, and continue with that goal, asking my brother, Chris, to come with me, <laughs> you know, in whatever way you can, I need your support. I can't do this by myself. So about six weeks after his accident, there I was in massage school. I didn't even know why I was there. I just knew I was supposed to be there. Um, and that led me to experiencing massage for the first time, which as a griever, it was literally life-changing for me to have yeah. that hands-on 
support for my body and my nervous system, even though my fellow students didn't know I was grieving. I didn't even really tell anybody. So that experience opened my eyes to not only the need for a safe place to grieve, but the power of touch. Yeah. So that, you, that was... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you believe that touch, safety, and unconditional acceptance can play a vital role in creating a kinder world for grieving people. Um, yes. And I, I would, it makes sense to me, but I would love to hear it from your world. Why do you hold yes. this belief? Yes. Well, touch is our first language. You know, it's a very primal way of communication. Um, when we're babies, that's how we know we're safe. Um, and at the end of life, that's the last sense that people who are dying, you know, have access to. So it's very primal to mm -hmm. understand the language of touch. I find that grief and loss can be unspeakable. There are literally not words, you know, people's attempts to bring comforting words usually in my experience, cause more harm because it just doesn't do justice to the experience. So um, just the level of, of safe touch can meet us where we are and bring a sense of comfort. Um, and from a physiological standpoint also, um, there's a field of trauma research called um, the polyvagal theory um, Stephen Porges has discovered that our nervous system states are contagious to each other mm. on a physical basis. Um, if we're with someone, let's say a grief massage therapist, who's in a calm and grounded state, we can borrow their calm. That's contagious to us, which can be so valuable during grief. So those are just some of many reasons I have found that that safe, gentle touch can just provide a moment of peace and respite. And I sometimes call it assisted relaxation because it can be so hard to find that when we're grieving. Yeah, I, I, I love that because I've made it no secret that a hug I received from my Uncle Jermaine was, was one of the most important things uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. And, and no words, I, there's no words I can remember. It wasn't like, it, let me to elaborate, it was right after um, learning of my mother's death. You know, we had went to the hospital and learned of it and it was the first sense of touch I got and it was a hug from him. And it was such a powerful and important touch hug that, that I received, that it really was the first time I, I felt like I was alive again. I felt I was, you know, and um, so when you're saying this, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense, you know, especially I loved your, the part of your answer talking about, you know, the, you know, as babies, it's touch that we feel where we're safe and, and same with the, at the end of our life, it's the, the touching, you know, is, is the last kind of sense that is, is functioning. Um, and I, I think that's a very powerful thing that we, not only in the world, but even in the grief community, don't pay enough respect to. So when I heard about you and grief massage, it, it was very interesting to me. And, and um, just hearing you speak about this is, is even more so interesting. So um, I, I would like to know more, if that's okay, about grief massage. Is it something that 
that is growing? Is it something that that I had not heard of it before you, Amy. So please, yeah. if you don't mind giving a bit of a history, like um, is it where we're at on it and how we can make this more mainstream? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. My hope is that at some point it will be so common and so widely available that no one will bat an eyelash. It'll just yeah. be like, oh, like sports massage. You just, you know, it's something that's helpful. Um, it's come a long way. Um, back in 2007, when I graduated from massage school, there was one person on the internet that was offering any kind of training. Um, now we have several people offering grief massage training. Um, you can Google grief massage and there are many massage therapists who are offering this. I think we still have a long way to go um, with awareness and training options, but it is something that um, I think as more people experience loss and receive massage, which has become more widespread overall, I think more people are discovering the power of touch during grief. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a matter of time with people working together and spreading awareness that um, I would love to see to see it be something, you know, like I said, as common as prenatal massage or sports massage. Um, yeah. We're not there yet, but we're we're working towards it. Um, yeah. there are, I'm connected with a woman in Arizona uh, named Jenica Kleeman who teaches a class. And there's a woman in Chicago named Marilda Rodriguez who teaches a class. And I think we're just, we're in the early stages, but we're going to become um, a resource that hopefully will be available to everybody. Yeah, I, I think it's so great. I really do. I, I have a quick question in terms of what um, I'm fascinated by all this, but I, I was just wondering in terms of you said that you wanted to go to massage school um, and there was a like kind of a promise to your brother to go yes. in that way, which I love that aspect of it because that's exactly what we did with our album is we it was a promise to our mom. We dedicated it to her. So it was our driving force to get us through. But my question was, it's a, it's not a weird question, but it's random. What, when you wanted to go to massage school, what, what was the emphasis of that before in that way? Um, yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, that, I think it was probably two years before my brother's death. Mm -hmm. My mom actually had a car accident. Mm -hmm. It was not fatal, but she had an injury. She couldn't walk. And I drove her around town to multiple doctor appointments. No one could help her. Wow. I brought her to a massage therapist who also practiced energy medicine. Mm -hmm. And as my mom was getting her treatment, all I did was sit in the waiting room. I mean, that's all I was doing. But being in that environment, it was a very healing space, very calming. I had one of those moments where you just know like, mm -hmm. this is what I'm called to do. And mm -hmm. I had no idea what that meant, but yeah. I just sat there and was like, I am supposed to do what this woman's doing. Yeah. Needless to say, I was even more impressed when my mom walked out of the appointment because wow. she was unable to walk. And wow. so that made a huge impression on me and started yeah. me on the path. Um, and that's why I was already heading in that direction. I could have mm -hmm. never imagined that it would be, you know, focused on grief. That would that would have scared me to know that for sure. But yeah. wow. Thank you for asking. Of course, yeah. 
Now, at the Institute for Grief Massage, you offer both online virtual classes and in-person live classes. Can you explain to anyone who may be watching and that is interested, can you explain how online classes work and what students can anticipate from these classes? Yes, thank you for asking. Um, the online classes really grew out of my realization that not everybody could come to Charlotte for classes. I noticed people were showing up from all over the country for classes because there isn't that much like mm -hmm. out there right now. And um, I really thought, okay, we could do this over Zoom. At the time, actually, I was using Skype. Um, and students have had um, really powerful experiences learning in that format, just like they do in live classes. So in that format, we gather 10 or less, usually it's five or six massage therapists, and we meet five times focused on different aspects of grief massage. We focus on how grief affects the body, how we can really um, be sensitive to grief during intake processes. I share a, a sequence, which is basically a fancy word for like how to do massage, you know, during grief. Not that I have cracked the code, everyone's different, <laughs> but I just have a certain way of doing the massage part of it that, um, you know, has worked well. Um, and then we talk about our scope of practice and how to not go into the realm of, of counseling or other, you know, diagnosing anything. Um, and then we also talk about how to actually create a program in the community to help people in your community. So that's really what you can expect is to be with other massage therapists, learning together, having discussions, talking, um, and having support too. I like to offer mentoring to my students as well, because it is still relatively new enough that um, it can be a little scary to start offering something that no one's heard of before. Well, thankfully for people like you, I, I feel our kids, especially our kids' kids, it's not going to be a, a foreign thing. I think it's going to be same like prenatal and, you know, whether it's sweetest massage or sports massage, I think grief massage is going to be one that just people don't even bat an eye at. And I think that's huge. And uh, so before we forget to tell you a big thank you for being a pioneer in that and helping that come to, to the forefront because yeah. it needs to. Um, now I assume, but you correct me if I'm wrong, the live classes are similar, but just in person, is there any difference or is it just, more hands-on because you're live and in person. Yeah, the the live classes are a little more compressed. It's two full days of training, um, and it's very similar. Um, we do have an opportunity to do some hands-on practice as well. Um, I'll set up a massage table and kind of demonstrate in person how I uh, do grief massage, um, but it's not terribly different. Um, you know, for for folks who don't want to have to travel um, for environmental concerns or other reasons like that, I think the Zoom option can be really powerful. Um, and I'm also about halfway through recording everything as a like self-paced online class. Nice. Um, so that'll be a third option for people who maybe their schedule won't allow them to do even Zoom classes. 
Love that. Love that. I was going to ask about that because that's that's something that I think is um, a really cool thing for the, in this in, in your field and with what you're doing. I think a self-paced class would be great. So I'm happy to hear you're doing that. Now, in in your commitment to to making grief massage accessible to everybody, um, to all, and available in ways that support historically marginalized communities, you also offer an annual scholarship. Can you tell us more about this program and how eligible individuals can learn more and be considered for the scholarship offered through the Institute for Grief Massage? Absolutely. One thing I haven't learned is that while my individual grief cracked my heart open as I've gone through multiple losses, that cracking open of my heart makes me more sensitive and aware of collective grief. And I think Mm. that's part of the journey at least for my organization, is not only to focus on individual, but collective grief. Um, And so, yes, I have offered um, scholarships for massage therapists who identify as Black, Indigenous, people of color. Um, There's no requirement other than you are licensed, and that is how you identify and you want to serve in the community. Um, I am really um, hoping to offer my April live class and offer actually multiple scholarships for people who are in the Charlotte area. And I'm going to be offering at least one Zoom scholarship um, in 2024 as well. Um, Something else that is related, um, I'm also opening spaces in the next March, February class for massage therapists who've been either impacted themselves or who serve clients impacted by the events in Israel and Gaza. Um, I think that's really important to support everyone who's affected by all of these atrocities and violence. So um, that's something else I'm working on. That's great. So um, before we, Taj, was there anything else? No, I mean, just as you, um, say like there's so much that you're <laughs> that you're doing in that way which is great and you know obviously being in the forefront of something is such a important responsibility but your passion is is what really I'm in awe of in that way so I'm just you know I can I can see the um, not even the importance to you but just I'll think of the word. Could go on, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> There's a genuine aspect to it that I that I really appreciate in that way. I, you, you know, um, as someone that when you lose someone in general, that helping others aspect of it, but you have that genuine care, that mm. empathy aspect that I always talk about. Thank you. I received. Uh- that. Yeah, I I also think because she does massages, there's a touch, there's a connection. There's a realness about it all, which is which is powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to show some some. So if you're watching, I should say it this way: if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, here's an overlay is a technical term for the Institute for Grief Massage, grieving healers, healing grievers, grieving healers, healing grievers, and mission-driven massage therapists. I built I built this place for you. Uh, awesome. You can you can learn more at griefmassage.org. The Instagram is at the Institute for Grief Massage. And again, I, I'm just so honored and proud of you, Amy, and, and honored 
that you are joining us here because I truly feel in, in 10, 15 years, this is going to be something that people are going to know way more about and aren't going to hesitate when you say, you know, have you considered grief massage? I think people sure. are going to say like, yeah, I was thinking of doing that or I'm going next. I really think it's going to grow pretty fast. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that someone like you is, is at that forefront. Um, now, um, let me say this too. So, cause another facet of your work is mentoring. How would you define the ideal mentee for your specific mentoring program? And where can individuals find more information about the mentoring opportunities you provide? Sure. Thank you for asking. Um, I, I find that right now the ideal person is someone who's taken training in grief massage um, and really wants support, taking action with what they've learned. There is a lot of data that suggests that learning plus mentorship mm -hmm. really makes a difference because it's easy to take information, try to implement it, and then get discouraged. Mm -hmm. So if you have a mentor, it's like having a coach who can mm -hmm. really support and help you. So on my website, griefmassage.org, um, there's a, a page, work with me. I would be happy to work with anybody who you know, either took my class or another training who wants that kind of support. Love it. Um, okay. So I, I put the griefmassage.org on the, on the website again. So if you're watching, um, it's griefmassage.org or listening, G-R-I-E-F-M-A-S-S-A-G-E dot O-R-G. I always like to spell it out because sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, uh, I have like, how was it done? Or I don't want to misspell. So I, I apologize for anyone who's who's like, oh, here we go spelling. We could read. Uh, but anyways, um, I also, before before we start, start to slowly close out, I want to make sure I have the correct Instagram. That is at the Institute for Grief Massage. If you want to learn more, follow the page, follow uh, what Amy's doing there. And then also on Facebook, the Institute for Grief Massage, Inc. Um, there are a couple of questions um, that is, if it's okay with you, there, I, I should say it this way. There's a couple of comments I'm going to show. Um, uh, Carrie says, hugs always calm my body and soul. Um, Old Soul says, massage releases endorphins that make you feel better. Uh, yours truly April says, I just started giving hugs instead of words to people. I knew who are grieving that speaks for itself. Um, and then Marlene, or I should say Georgina said, says, I would like to know how is the response from people after such a grief massage? What do they tell you? Never heard of this before, but actually sounds very calming. So is there anything that comes to mind that, that people say or experience after a massage session? that you would want to share with the community? Absolutely. Thank you for your question and or for your comment. Um, one way that I've described grief to clients, massage clients, is a, a snow globe where grief and loss reminders are constantly shaking the snow globe and unsettling our nervous system. So I have had clients come out and say, my snow globe is settled. And I liked that connection to the metaphor that we've used. Um, I do always recommend to the massage therapists I train that we're really careful not to put pressure on our clients 
to feel better after grief massage because that can be part of traditional massage, you know, oh, are you feeling better? And I feel like in our context, it's okay if you don't feel better, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you come as you are, leave as you are, you're accepted here any way that you are. So I always like um, to encourage the massage therapist to just say, welcome back rather than how are you feeling or are you feeling better? Um, so that's Great. just kind of a side note. Uh, Marlene says, I love doing massages when I was a beauty, 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 how do you say beautician, beautician, there he goes, beautician, when I was a beautician, I don't think I've ever said that word before. I don't think <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Taj. Uh, <laughs> I like giving people well, uh, well-being. I'm a very tactile person, and a lot of energy goes into massages. She also follows with when you do massage, you can feel bad, bad energy. How do you do? How do you do? How do you not being too? How do you? I guess how how are you? How do you get away with not being too impa much impacted by negative or bad energy? That's a great question. That's something we definitely talk about a lot in the training, but it is very important not to carry our our clients' grief home with us. Um, I had a, a massage therapist I was training who experienced that, who went home and really couldn't participate in the activities that she had planned for the weekend because she was re- hashing and ruminating on her client's story. And what I shared with her was that as a griever myself, I always hesitated to share what I was going through because I did not want to overwhelm other people. And I was able to say, hey, I wouldn't want my massage therapist to go home and ruminate over my loss. You're not doing your client a favor by doing that. So finding a way to disconnect afterwards, to have that empathy, and then having a ritual to disconnect is really important. For me, usually it involves water, taking a shower, using a sugar scrub, saying a prayer. Um, you know, everyone finds their own way to do it. Love it. Very informative. Very good answer. Okay. So um, two more two more things. The first one is how can our community best engage with you to learn more and possibly work with you? Where can listeners find more information and stay updated on your work? Yes, thank you for asking. Um, I would say that going through my website is a great way to stay connected. Social media is great. You can also reach out to me. I am a busy mom of a toddler, so be gracious <laughs> if I take a long time to get back to you. But um, I, I respond to every email. Um, it's just my name, A-I-M-E-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R at griefmassage.org. Okay, so Amy Taylor at griefmassage.org. Yes. All right, okay. So um, a couple of quick comments, and then we will get to the finale. Um, but Suzanne says, the snow globe comparison is amazing. That's exactly how grief and trauma can feel. Jack Love also says, I love this analogy of a snow globe. And then Carrie says, ah, oh, I love the snow globe analogy. So that was that's a very impactful way um, to describe that feeling. So, so just want to share that with you. Um, okay, Amy, I kind of gave you a warning. I think I did. Um, yes, I did. I, I Before we went live, I told you how what we like to do here on the Power of Love show is give our guests the final word to, to, to close out the show. 
anything you want to share with our community. It could be on topic. It could be off topic. It could be anything you want from your favorite TV show to your favorite poem to what you've learned uh, on your journey to what's coming up for, for you in the future. Anything you want, uh, please feel free to share it with our community right now. Sure. I just want to share a tool that's been really helpful for me. Um, I learned it from Dr. Kristen Neff, who uh, teaches about self-compassion. And it's simply to place a hand or both hands over your heart. And it's so simple, but it's so profound, especially when we have a broken heart. Mm. My heart has been hurting a lot lately with world events and loved ones dealing with so much grief. And I find myself actually just walking around with my hand on my heart and mm. having compassion for myself and my own broken heart. So when our heart's broken, it's also open. I feel like this is a tool that anyone can use at any time to support themselves in grief and also to feel connected um, to others through their heart. Love it. Love it. I've never heard of that too, Amy. Amy, you're teaching. You're, you're, this is all new stuff. I love this. So thank you yeah. so yeah, much. Happy to share. Absolutely. Re really, really, really appreciate it. Um, for having me. And by the way, Sequoia says, hey, Amy, I've been a massage therapist for six years now. I thought about going back to school as a refresher or taking psych classes to add in my sessions. I think I want to study grief massage, too. Well, there you go, Sequoia. Um, Get in touch. I would love to love to work with you. That is so cool. Um, all right. Well, I think that is it. Taj, if there's anything else I may have missed or anything you want to add, please, uh, now is the time, my friend. Um, no, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I just, I, I love this episode just because I've learned so much in that way. Um, I commend what you're doing in that. I'm someone that TJ knows <laughs> I, I'm not a massage person in that way. Um, and this has really opened up my eyes in that way because I do believe in the power of touch in yeah. that. So it's, it's really throw me for a loop. In a, in a positive way so that's why i've been lost i'm usually not a loss for words person as tj knows when i talk like i'm very articulate in this uh, um but you really throw me for a loop in that way so i might have to revisit my old habits I, my i've been head. i've been trying to get him to to be more <laughs> embracive and um opening to massages because they really are healing and um I, I think I've never maybe, looked at it through that lens, though. That's true. the thing. That's it's power the of touch. Yeah, it's, usually touch. it's like yeah. meant to do something or fix something. So yeah. this is a very different way to look at it. So that's why I was saying that it's it's a totally interesting thing for me to realize. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that glad that this was meaningful for you. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, Amy, on behalf of my brother Taj and our entire board at the D.D. Jackson Foundation. We want to just thank you for joining us, sharing what you're doing, all the information and insight you have. We really appreciate uh, your time and just sharing what you got with our community. So thank you so, so much um, to our community. We will be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. with uh, another episode of The Power of Love. 
we want to just wish you all the absolute best um, through the holidays. And Amy or Taj, if there's anything else I'm missing, I just want to make sure you guys have an opportunity to share it or talk about it. Nothing? We're good? Thank you. All right. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday, everyone. Thank you so much for joining and take care of yourself. Adios. Thank you.